Goal Mate, Al Foran's Football Forum, a Goal Aid original. Very welcome to episode 9 of Goalmouth, Al Forn's Football Forum. This is a Goal Out original podcast focused on all things football. Goal Out is the home of Irish podcasts and the new Goal Out app is available to download for free now in the App Store. You'll find new episodes of Goalmouth every Tuesday at lunchtime, first on the Goal Out app and all major podcast platforms. Now, I'll be joined very shortly by impressionist comedian and Newcastle fan Schaefer Bates. But firstly, over in Liverpool, it's my co-host, TikTok star Paddy Murphy. And what a weekend you have had, Paddy. Fill us in. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a busy few days. Uh, apologies for not being able to go in the studio, but the flights have left me a bit astray. But yeah, I, I have been busy networking, you could say, and just having a crack over here in, in what I would say is the best city in the world. But maybe Net- I'm Networking? You were dancing in front of Klopp's car. <laughs> Exactly. You never know. His wife took a fancy to me as well. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, um, yeah. So obviously we were at the game. We uh, met Big Jurgen, but we were actually staying. We ended up staying in the same hotel as the team. Inadvertently, we booked a hotel, and then we found out the team were there. And so obviously the chase was on to try and get a selfie with Klopp. Um, I gave it a good go for the first day or two, and then I kind of threw in the towel. But my the guy I was with Keith managed to get them coming back in from the walk. And as I decided to go against what he was doing, I said, no, I'll go down to the spa. He sent me a selfie, him and Klopp while I was in the spa. And I tell you, I've never felt worse in my life. I was raging. Oh, so you initially missed him? Yeah. And you I initially felt, missed him. You like, felt I mean, as if the opportunity had, had passed you by. Oh, I was like, I am never going to get a chance to meet this man again. Like, obviously, you never know when he, you might meet him in 20 years' time, but to meet him in the heyday of while he's at the club is obviously massive. Uh, and he's like the number one person in the world for me to get a selfie with, as cringe as it might be. I don't know. I, I, I can't think of anyone else that I'd rather get a selfie with ahead yeah. of him, like, because um, he's just, a, obviously, he's a hero uh, for us Liverpool fans. But yeah, I, we were waiting for a taxi at the bottom of Anfield Road and he pulled up in his Bentley and I actually couldn't believe him. I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, yeah, I got Paddy, to talk did, to him you, like, did you talk to him for a bit? Did you did you get to kind of have a conversation? Like a minute or so, but I, I didn't get into anything specific. I just yeah. said, "Listen, I yeah. love you. Please never, please <laughs> never leave." And then I started waving at his wife and said, "Hello, hello, Ula. How are you?" And she was laughing. She was loving it. Klopp was a bit bemused because there was a there was one of them, you know, memorabilia scammers trying to get signatures off, and that he's blatantly going to go on and sell. Sorry, but yeah, once yeah. he fucked up. He was in. He was in better mood, and he gave me an old smile. I just, I listen. I just couldn't believe it. Like I'm, a, uh, that's the one I'll cherish. Like, Paddy, the, what a guy. the the first photo you put up of of you and him. <laughs> that's probably when the memorabilia guy was around and yeah. he wasn't smiling. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. I listen. I know he didn't look too impressed, did he? I'm just glad that my friend Keith got got an actual one. But it's very hard for me to take an the, the angle of taking a selfie like that. Yeah, he wasn't too impressed. But yeah. he's one cool cool dude. I think. And come here, what do you make of that performance yesterday from Liverpool? I mean, it was it was very Derby-esque, wasn't it? Everton kind of done what they had to do in terms mm. of like try and stifle the attack and defend and put 11 men behind the ball, did a bit of antics off the ball or Charleston and stuff. Yeah. First half, I enjoyed every second of the game, though. I loved 
the seats I was in. We, I was able to stand the whole game, which I usually like doing, but I never get a chance to in the main stand and stuff. But where we were, there was a couple of scouts around us that if you tried to sit down, they'd make sure you stood up. So I was liking that. Um, so I loved it. Um, the sink's going mad here. Sorry about that, Jesus. Um, yeah, it was a great, it was just great. It was a very sunny day. The that win in the derby, you can't really go wrong. And uh, actually, one that you touched on, uh, Richarlison there, the... The, towards the end of the first half, Al, you you saw this as like you surely mm, saw this yeah. as well. He's there, he's down there lying lying down there injured, and there's a big yeah. hoo ha over whether Liverpool should kick the ball out or not. And then just Corey ends up getting booked to yeah. stop the play. How is someone allowed to stay on the pitch after causing that? Like, how, like, is it any wonder Everton mm. are in the shit? I don't know. It's yeah. There's a lot of issues going on in that club, and it's kind of it's. I mean, I. It reminds me of what's going on with United at the moment. I mean that that United and Everton game, you know, the fact that they outplayed us a few yeah. weeks ago shows everything how shows how bad we are. But Everton are just yeah. disjointed, Paddy, completely disjointed. Paddy, Paddy, I don't know if you know if you thought this either, but there were a couple of times now. Well, it's a couple of times. About, I'd say it was about fifteen minutes in total where Everton looked like they could catch us on the break. Was that worrying you at all? Yeah, there there was a few moments like that, Andrew. To be honest, I think Gordon got in a few times at Wobbly, but ultimately, even the Corey at one point, but ultimately they just couldn't finish. Mm. Um, you know, when it was nil all, you know they get a goal going nil up. You never know what happens. You know, it's a derby. I think form kind of does go out the window in a derby. Like people, I was predicting six nil before the game. People were saying four or five. You know, on form you would have expected that. Everton probably given where they are, it's not a bad result, so to speak. No. They were expecting an embarrassment, but. You know, they showed a bit of fight, I suppose. They certainly showed, and this isn't even the dig, but they showed more fight than United did at Anfield a couple of weeks ago. You yeah, know, probably you know, United, are, United aren't showing any fight against anyone. The only they they showed, you know what? They showed a, t- a tad bit of it against Arsenal. Yeah, on the there, there seemed to be a little bit of a backlash. But there, I, but, but I, I feel as if lost. that was led by Ronaldo. Yeah, I feel as if that yeah. little fight back was was led by Ronaldo. Ronaldo's actually starting to come, is coming out it's, uh, lately. It's starting to get to a point where he's not becoming the problem. He's anymore. not the problem. He's not the scapegoat. It's you, you yeah. can see what the, where the issues lie. But listen, my God, I don't, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Fucking we will every weekend. My God. But um, Paddy, but, uh, you met a few. You, speak, you, yeah. Sorry, go on. I know I was going to say at least uh, this week you can cry to Man United without having me interrupting so you get a, you get a week off yeah I know I know <laughs> but um, anyway uh, Paddy you met a few others over the weekend as well yeah I'm cheating well I got Daniel Agar was one obviously legend back in his day back in it wasn't that long ago met Ian Rush obviously which is a massive one yeah. I actually Mark, I met a few others I didn't get photos with Mark Lawrence and Roy Evans um, Roy Ashley Evans. Cole walked by us as well he was great I'm with Keith that I'm with there he's a great man he just knows all the all the tricks of the trade I was raging I was like Keith can we go home I'm freezing and if, if he had listened to me I would never have got the photo of a clock so I'm just gonna well, when you're outside Anfield you never know what well happened. Paddy I'll tell you who you didn't meet and I met over the weekend Steve McManaman Oh really? Yeah. Had a great chat with Steve McManaman. I actually had a a quick two minute chat with Steve McManaman about Liverpool. Hang on, hang on a minute now. You're talking about the people you met over the weekend, and the best one you're coming out with is Steve McManaman. No, well, just because we have Paddy on the line, just because <laughs> just in line with with Liverpool. I had a great chat with him. We were actually just kind of. Uh, I was obviously praising the way Liverpool play, and I had to. I had to, listen. I have to take my fucking um. 
my bias hat off and kind of be neutral on on, on the subject. Mm. We were just talking about how well, perfect they are in every in every area, positional area, you know. I mean, to be fair to you, Al, you also met Sir Alex Ferguson, so it mm. wasn't a bad weekend for yeah. you. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get into yeah. that later on, but uh, yeah, no, it was a great weekend for me and Paddy. <laughs> In the do you know what it's well, a, part, well, well you personally me, yeah. yeah the two of us well it's usually a weekend where United have lost and and Liverpool have won and that has happened but you know papered over the cracks with me meeting <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson Paddy's had a yeah. double whammy obviously with meeting Klopp and Liverpool winning and all the other legends you know yeah, I mean, I can I can die a happy man. People might call it cringe, but Klopp is the holy grail. I'm, I'm buzzing. Yeah. Listen, whether he fucking gives a shit or listen, you never, I might never see him again, but I don't care. You never know. You never, you ever, if you ever get that chance. So yeah, but it's, it's so, yeah. That that's that's it. That's it, buddy. Well, listen, we'll we'll let you go. You catch your flight later on, Paddy, and you'll be back in studio with us next week. Absolutely, enjoy it. Oh, and have a good show. Best of luck and take care. We will go on. See you, Paddy. Now, a good bit of insight from Paddy there and his fantastic weekend in Liverpool. He has a fantastic weekend every weekend, doesn't he, Andrew? Seems to. Yeah. He seems it's, it's a good time to be Paddy right now. It is a good time to be Paddy Murphy. And I, I, don't know, I know he's sitting here and we get annoyed by him every week, but, you know, it's yeah. a, there's, a bit, there's a bit of infectiousness about it. There, there, there is, no, listen, there is. If, if I, was, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's only fair that one of us is giddy. Yeah. Every week. Yeah, we can't have a miserable room in here. It can't just be me. <laughs> we titled this podcast as a tragic comedy and that's based on... <laughs> and it is. Yeah. It really has lived up to its name in being that kind of, I don't know, made-up category, you could say. <laughs> because we've had two episodes where I've been... Well, I think I was content after the Norwich yeah. game and I was happy after the Spurs game. And, and that's all we've had so far. And actually, come here, like you, you spoke about uh, meeting Steve McManaman. You were also at uh, a dinner last week as well. Yeah. With uh, last, was it Friday? Yeah. Friday night? So the dinner was um, the former Players Association dinner. It was the 37th annual dinner. Um, it was set up by um, Henry McShane. Yes, Henry McShane, who was the father of actor Ian McShane. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was a tribute dinner. Thought you were going to say Paul McShane there for a second. <laughs> current, no, uh, no, former uh, United and Republic of Ireland legend no. and current under-23 coach. No. Player it, coach. Ian McShane, t- Shakespearean actor. By the way, he's 80 years old. He looks about fucking 55. Oh, he looks great. He looks amazing for his age. But uh, yeah, it was a tribute dinner to Wilf McGuinness. Oh right, and unfortunately, Wilf McGuinness, what he's very sick at the moment, um, with dementia, and he's in hospital. So it was, unfortunately, he couldn't attend. But ah, his father, his father Paul McGuinness, was was mm. sorry, his his son, excuse me, his son Paul McGuinness was there, uh, on his behalf, and he made a lovely, lovely Paul speech. Paul McGuinness was a coach. He's a coach he? at Man yeah. United. Yeah, um, he was a youth coach at Man United. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and he was there. Lovely tribute to his father. Some great stories about, like you know, the the Busby babes and ah, those are those are the, that's the yeah. that, those are the things you you go to these brilliant. things for. Like yeah, brilliant insight into that. And there were so many legends there. Pad, Paddy Crerand was there. Um, so many legends. But obviously, I um, I walked in and there I see the boss. <laughs> I had the no gaffer. clue. I had been dealing with uh, Alan Wardle for this gig, and he had not told me that. Uh, Alex Ferguson will be there. I Amazing. walk up, I see him there. My heart's my heart dropped. 
Andrew. I could not believe it. I, I hope you like, brought a spare change of jokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm performing in front of him. I was, and I was thinking to myself, because there was a lot of round tables there and I was thinking, oh, I'll probably be sitting, I'll probably be sitting a, a bit away. There was a top table that I, I seen when I initially walked in. And I walk up to the top table. Alan Keegan is the MC on the night, the voice of Old Trafford. Oh, and yeah. at the top table, my name is there. Uh, David Gill beside me. Sir Alex and Ian McShane I'm like oh fucking hell I am at the so top they, so David table. Gill is sat so the only thing separating you and Alex Ferguson is David is Gill is David Gill <laughs> I when I arrived I just I could not believe I was shaking I was like because I always brought said, a spare shirt as well <laughs> oh man um, but yeah I I I got to meet the man. I got to have a little chat with him. Um, Come on, give us a bit of insight. Yeah. What did he have to say? It was hilarious, actually. We were talking about the um, the first game I attended, which was Real Madrid in 2003. Oh, the Ronaldo show. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The Ronaldo quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, great game, shite result, obviously, because we lost on aggregate. Ah, but that's, but, um, it's one of the, it's one of the, it's, it's great. It's classic. You got to be there for one of the mm. all-time individual performances well, yeah and know. also the players on display yeah in that game was just I mean you're talking Van Nistelrooy goals Keane Zidane uh, Ronaldo Figo Figo like there was it's it was was, a, it that, was, a star. The, was that the John O'Shea nutmegging Figo game I believe it was yeah that, that wasn't in the first no it, that was it was that because it was because, that game. Do you know why? Because I saw John O'Shea. Not because there was a vi- the video was going around at the weekend because it was the anniversary. Yeah, it was the nineteenth anniversary. Yeah, I think it was that game. It was. It was that game. Yeah, oh. it wasn't the first leg in the Bernabeu. Yeah, what a moment. But anyway, I I, I mentioned it to David Gill and David said, "Oh, Alex said Al's first game was Real Madrid in two thousand and three, the quarterfinal." <laughs> as I was shaking as all. I said, the old talk about Ronaldo scoring that hat trick. I'll tell you something, the goalkeeper is absolutely shocking for the <laughs> And we all know who that goalkeeper was. <laughs> he had a great, he was talking, like, it was funny, hilarious stories about Barthez. Oh, he said, you know, he, I, I tell you, the boy was begging me, begging me to play him outfield all the time. <laughs> I had to give him 10 minutes. Do you remember David? Do you remember David? I had to give him 10 minutes in one of the pre-season tours. <laughs> they kept begging me. It was like a headless chicken playing at the front. <laughs> I said he was timing his runs perfectly, but I tell you. He <laughs> <laughs> said it was one of, the, one of the tours, the pre-season tours. He said Bartez kept begging <laughs> he said they, He said he was like this, the craziest character. Oh, Ever, I'm but, not surprised. Yeah, but like we were having conversations. Like we were talking. I was and Ian McShane joined in, and we were talking about um, winning time. The new uh, the show about the LA Lakers. Yes. We were talking about and all. And I was having this conversation about. I've been like, and he was like, to watch like, that. Oh, it's, it's great meant to be class. But Ian McShane was going on saying your man Jerry West. Yeah, uh, is is apparently suing HBO. Oh right, uh, because of the portrayal of his character. Yeah, and Fergie was oh, I must watch that now. That's that. <laughs> the one, the the one Netflix, the last dance one that was fantastic. You know, so it was just weird talking to him about so many different things. It was just, it was strange. It was strange. And then you I went a couple up, of minutes on Alex Ferguson. You talked about then, the and LA then, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I went up and performed. I did the the impression. Were you considering cutting it? I turned around as as I do. Sick curries are doing. A discount on the hairdryer is a new Dyson. 
<laughs> Fantastic, great quality. And he looked at me like, and then as soon as he gave me that look, I just went, I looked back at the crowd because they, they were enjoying it. I said, I just, oh yeah, I'm shitting myself. And the crowd just, <laughs> like, but it was, it was great. I did the Ferdinand for my, you know, it was just a really, the Ferdinand, I did Gary Neville, I did so many other impressions. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, oh, Sounds what like, do you say? Sounds like a great night. What do you? Yeah, it was a great night. And David Gill was such a lovely man as well. Mm. I had a, I had kind of because I was sitting beside David Gill. I had a longer conversation with him. And in, interestingly enough, we were talking about the transfers, kind of the he he had overseen at the club. Um, I he, I asked him. I said, "What was the most stressful one?" And he he said, "The Van Persie one was probably the most." Really? Yeah. He said. He said That's interesting. He said, "Well, he said just because of." You know his his profile at that time. He yeah. had just won Player of the Year. Arsenal had finished in the top four, and Wenger was very stubborn. And Arsenal were—I mean, I know it was two thousand and twelve, and Arsenal hadn't won the league in yeah. eight years, but they were still. I'd love to. I would have loved to know how long that one actually took because it kind. Of, if I remember correctly, it kind of came a little out of the blue. Yes, yeah. but I think See, someone he, saw it, the links were written about in the papers, and then everyone's just kind of. Like, but he no he said he did say to me he said that like there was a lot of work done on that transfer yeah. that nobody knew about it kind of it came into the public light out of nowhere and then things happened very quickly but he said Wenger was very stubborn and mm. right he said rightfully so yeah. he was and he said he was talking about Berbatov as well the the last minute transfer oh. in two thousand and nine he said he said um what was the one he he um where the he he James Cooper. Did he From say they, Did they say they kidnapped him or what? <laughs> <laughs> there was something he said about James Cooper from Sky. James Cooper missed a call from him uh, about the scoop on Berbatov that that he was signing. Um, that you know because no there, it was kind of a yes or no way. And James Cooper missed the call. He must have been on air at the time. He was he was on air and he missed the call. And then he obviously tried to ring him back, and yeah. David Gills is like, "No, nope, fuck no. you." <laughs> so they, so that's I think that's why they had the cameras. They'd seen Berbatov. They didn't get any kind. They didn't get any kind of official, yeah, word from from David Gill. So they, how they seen it was Berbatov, in in uh, was it Old Trafford? It was yeah, yeah, it, it was, was Old Trafford. It was. It was the, they had the cameras. Remember, they had the yeah. they had the camera zoomed so they, into the, the room. The camera zoomed into David Gill's office. Yeah, but yeah, crazy like. Ah, that's incredible. He he was, I have to say, a lovely man. A really that's nice man. Yeah, no, the two of and, and Fergie as well. Like Fergie, you know, got the well done from him. And, Fair play. And then I met, I met, I met McTominay. That's the right, yeah. Night. I met McTominay. I, funnily enough, I met Squinna Scholes, his mate as well. Who, <laughs> who's like best mate, but he, he he would handle a lot of skulls, these things like he drives skulls, these places oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was talking about Fergie. He said, he said, Al, he said, even some of the ex-players still, they're on edge around them. Oh, fuck, the boss is here. Like, <laughs> it's just, he's 80 years old, but they still have that. He's he's like instilled that mentality it's like, it's like when them. It's like if Darren from Go Loud walks in here while we're recording. Exactly. <laughs> we have to, yeah. Oh, how are you, boss? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. This is a professional production. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Meeting Sir Alex. And uh, yeah, it, one for the ages. I have a picture and all the ah, all of us there and Alan Keegan, the voice of Old Trafford, who was the MC on the night as well. He, he brilliant guy. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. 
M amazing. Now I'm pleased to be joined on the line by my good pal, master impressionist, the master of the Gordon Ramsay impression. Andrew, I told you earlier on, I learned my Gordon Ramsay from this fella. He even did Gordon Ramsay to Gordon Ramsay's face a few weeks ago. We'll find out a bit more about he that. He Ramsayed Ramsay's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased to be joined by the legendary Schaefer Bates. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, mate. I was I was a bit uh, nervous to where you were going to go with master, master, and then you didn't use my second name. So I'm, happy <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, though, do, mate. I'm really good. Do it, do it again. <laughs> we're good, pal. We're good. We're all good in studio. Um, yeah, well, listen, this, this is obviously, this is a football-based podcast, and I know you're a massive Newcastle fan, and... Yeah. I know you're. I know things are pretty good at the moment. You texted me over the weekend about how happy you are with uh, the job that Eddie Howe is doing. And, oh yeah. Uh, you know, especially since the takeover, because the sky really is the limit with Newcastle in the next couple of years. How are you feeling mm -hmm. at the moment? Do you, do you know what? I've, the last couple of games I've been watching, I, I've never really been a, an emotional fan. But God, to yeah. see them jump from. The relegation fodder stripped and nights. Every goal that went in, every single player actually looking like, you know, they give a damn about the team they're playing mm. for. It's uh, it gets you quite emotional. You get quite choked up. And obviously, I'm sure as a Man United fan, your emotions are elsewhere at the moment in Norm. terms of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just it's just it's. I never ever thought. I think it's because it takes you back to your childhood. I I never ever thought I'd see Newcastle since the Mike Ashley reign ever be in this position and people could say you know it's a bit dramatic but yeah uh, it should be with the richest club in the world but also it's just the team are actually fighting every player that was even in the team years and years ago and some who were in the championship have improved vastly under Eddie Howe mm. um, and you know you, you look at Callum Wilson and Trippi Ruan in the team at the moment and St Max yeah. has missed a few games um, and it's just every single player is pulling their weight and it's just it's so oh, so lovely to watch. Yeah, like the fact that Joe Linton bagged two goals the other day, I was like, this guy is. I've never really rated him, but he's he's obviously been absolutely phenomenal in in midfield. Yeah. And Eddie Howe put him on the wing on the weekend, and I saw the team. I was like, oh no! And he bagged two goals in four <laughs> minutes. So I was like, he just... <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Eddie Howe, football genius. Yeah, well, he is. And listen, Eddie Howe's a young manager as well. You know, and, and he does, he, he has kind of a, a system and a structure in place when he goes to any club. He had that at Bournemouth. Bournemouth were a decent club when Eddie, when Eddie Howe was there. They played some yeah. lovely stuff. And now you're starting to see that at Newcastle almost immediately as well. Like, but it, it, Sorry, Shafer, go on. No, it's like people are saying, um, you know, he conceded a lot of goals in, in, in Bournemouth. Mm. And then at the start when Newcastle he did. But he's not doing that now. He's no. attacking... Uh, you know, I think Bruno Gomares has got more, uh, the second most, well, the, yeah, he's the number one most presses in, in uh, the Premier League at the yeah. moment, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I read it the other day. Um, <laughs> and, like, you know, that we're not conceding as many goals as we were either. So, like, you know, he's got Dan yeah. Burton looking like Virgil van Dijk at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's a terrific player, that Gomares, isn't he? Oh, he's so good. So good. Yeah. Absolute quality. I think Sky Sports are saying the other day that uh, Real Madrid are monitoring already. I'm thinking, what? 
he's just he's just joined. Well, he's probably yeah. got, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of other kind of top players joining him in the next few years. So it's kind of I'd say he's probably there for for the project in a sense. I'd say, yeah, I'd say yeah. the legacy that would bring to him. Yeah, I think that would. Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, fancy. That would suit his fancy a little yeah. bit more than joint being yeah, another Galactico. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because he's the main man at the moment. He's, he's, phenomenal. he's, a, he's a centre-defensive midfielder. I know he can play sort of that attacking role, but yeah. he's scoring goals, breaking up. He's so good. He's he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. And then they're trying... Um, who's his buddy from uh, uh, Leon? Lucas Paqueta, is it? Yes, yeah. Get, yeah. That's, that's his best friend, uh, his old midfield partner. And I'm thinking... God, this we got this, this Brazilian contingent that we're going to have. I know. <laughs> uh, be, whether it happens, I don't know. But I, I, I just, yeah, I'm just happy well, to I, see Newcastle. I, I do, and I think you have the right man there in charge because I, I yeah. always thought that Eddie Eddie Howe's heart was set on going to Spurs. I because there was rumblings about yeah. that for a long time, mm. and I think he's kind of obviously there's this project at Newcastle. Where you know, let's be honest, he's got an unlimited transfer budget when it comes to summer twenty twenty two. Like he's, and I, he's very particular as well. Literally, with regards to recruitment, in. the what? Literally quids in. Yeah, you know, like he, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, it's like that. Co- it's like that. You know, on, on FIFA when you, you put that cheat code in at the start, <laughs> unlimited <Yeah>. transfer funds. That <laughs> <laughs> is literally it. Now he's um I, I think people need to put respect on his name though in the sense that as, as well like what he's done with the group of players he's got even obviously Bruno Gamares is, is is outstanding but our other players he just he's doing he's doing such good things to like you know he's got Joe Willock playing good football again Joe yeah. Ellington um uh, I mean Matt Target who's just come in he, he's he's been phenomenal Emil Kraft uh, who's been covering for a trip here has been phenomenal mm. he's ridiculous and I've. I've never re-rated him at all because yeah. he's so good to hold that uh, right-back position while Trippy is out. I'm just like, yeah, he's doing good things. He's a family man as well, apparently. Like, um, he, 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 is it Shalvey said the other day when he came in, he um, mm. first said to all the players was write your wives' names. I don't know if he was doing like a John Terry job or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but he's just... <laughs> telling them to write their wives' names down. And he on Shalvey's, I've never... Never had that before. That's really lovely. I was like, think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now. D- disclaimer: He wasn't trying to do a John Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, as, as as I look at the table here, um, Newcastle are in the now. Who have a few? I think Leicester have two games in hand now, but they're in the top ten now. Newcastle. Uh-huh. Um, I think. Got Liverpool, Man City, Burnley, Arsenal, but not in that. Yeah, some and not quite in that order. But yeah, that's but, a that, but that's an interesting thing because the talk, there think, was talk of relegation. Yeah, in, in October, yeah. November with Newcastle, just just after the takeover, it happened, and now yeah. obviously they've brought Eddie Howe in. But do you know what? As well, they've kind of gone under the radar a little bit because yeah. the talk of relegation is practically gone now. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Schaefer, I want to get. I want to hear what you think about this. Uh, there's still the chance that Newcastle could spoil the party for Man City and Liverpool. Yeah, is that something that you think Eddie Howe and the players would want are kind of itching for to kind of not to let them 
mm. continue their procession to whatever game number of games they need to win for the rest of the season. Do you think that they are in that space now where it's just like, do you know what? Fuck them. It's, let's let's yeah. uh, spoil their party a little bit. It's it's liver it's they've they've Liverpool at home uh, on Saturday yeah, and then City honestly, away. And and I'll, I'll probably get absolutely um, burned at the stake for this, but if I, I, take take Burnley aside, but out of Man City and Liverpool, I'd fancy Newcastle against Liverpool at the moment. I really would. would you? I don't know what it is. I just I look back at um, I think it was the end of the season, twenty eighteen. I think it was uh, when I think Newcastle played Liverpool at the end of the season with Rafa, and it was when. Is it 2018 or 2019? I think it was 2018. 20, and, um, yeah, 2019. I remember. Yeah, and Iosi Perez was playing incredible. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Everyone was playing beautiful football. And then I think um, Newcastle scored the first goal. And, and and then I think Liverpool scored another. And I think Newcastle got another one. I think it ended up being like something like 3-2. But it was a, it was out of a battle right at the end of the right at the end of the season. If they can replicate something like that with arguably a better team, that'd be, yeah. it'd be great. But I don't know. I, I they're going for it with everything at the moment. Um, apart the, you know, the, the only blip was Tottenham. I don't know what the hell happened that day. That was uh, that was a, a strange one yeah, because Spurs aren't exactly a team in form either. No, no. You, you've, like you have they a lost to Man United for fuck's sake. They lost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they lost to Man United, and you, and and you have a want to wait. Like it's looking like Conte is going to take that PSG job as well. Um, oh really? Yeah, the room with Pochettino, um, just they 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 won the French league there, but uh, I think they kind of waited until they wrapped up the league and they're going to basically sack Pochettino and bring in Antonio Conte on a two-year contract. And Conte is interested. Conte is um, has reached out to PSG. His his team right. has reached out to PSG. So uh, he's definitely interested in Just taking that job. Shit show is it at Spurs? Conte wants to go already. It must be such a shit. Yeah, it is a shit show. It is. That's the Daniel Levy effect. Yeah. But, but probably see Poch yeah. come back now to Spurs. Uh, I I they I feel like the Premier League at the moment. I mean, unknown children could tell you they just chew managers up at the moment. I don't think anyone's ever given any time. But um, no, I, I, like how long's Conte been there? October. <laughs> I mean, he's choosing to go uh, by the sounds of it, but I just, I don't know. I, it, nothing seems to get, um, I, it's the same with Man United. I hope, um, uh, I was on this conversation with my cousin the other day about Ten Hag. At least you've, at least you've got a manager there that's, who's on an upward projection. He's, he's on a, you know, he's, he's, he's doing good things anyway. But oh, he has. I, it, it's it's just a case, Schaefer, of if he can implement uh, his his ideals into creating some sort of structure. That's the worry yeah. for me. But do you know what as well? And Schaefer, I don't know if you can kind of come in on this with from a Newcastle point of view when Eddie Howe took over, but yeah. I'm wondering now if Ten Hag has the foundations there of, has solid foundations to kind of work around. So like when Klopp came in at Liverpool, for example, oh. You know, he had yeah. he had a decent team there. Like it wasn't what he wanted, and it's not it wasn't what they are now. But mm-hmm. the players he had there, you know, they worked. They worked yeah. to the point that to when he needed them, and then he could start improving. Oh, they, they bought into his philosophy. Yeah, you went like yeah. those players that now the likes of Skirtle, Moreno, who else was there? I mean, um, 
would it be right now? Your man Jay Spearing wasn't even there. No, Shelby Spearing was, was Shelby was there. Nope. But these kind of players bought into Klopp's philosophy, you know. Yeah. So I, I and I don't know if I don't know if Ten Hag has that base there now. I don't. I don't think he has the base there no. at all. I mean, Al, like, who could you name there? Like, honestly, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get rid of anyone in that um, Man United team, you're walking in there tomorrow. Like, who would you get? Who would you keep? First of all, who, who would you keep in that team? <laughs> um, I think I think people are being quite reactionary with Bruno Fernandez, but I am worried about his attitude, which I think yeah. could be detrimental yeah. to him in the future. But still, keep I, you, you keep him, uh, you keep Lindelof. You keep you keep Varane, even though he's, his performances have been pretty questionable. I said it a few weeks ago, keep Harry Maguire, but keep him as a squad player. Keep McTominay, keep Fred. Um, keep Ronaldo. Keep Ronaldo, keep Ronaldo. Yeah, and you know what? We hold our hands up and say, like, we we kind of were worried about Ronaldo. Uh, and and mm-hmm. he's he's fucking showing up the last few games. He He's the one who's who's kind of leading yep. the way. You know, I, and and listen, it's commendable to Cristiano Ronaldo to how much of a like how much of a professional he is on that pitch. Five yeah. days after the loss of his child, I know, and he yeah. puts in a performance like that against Arsenal. You know, he he was brilliant against Arsenal. He yeah. was he was actually he was the one who was making things tick, yeah. and you know yeah. he was he was he was fucking dragging us out of the out of the trenches. But it just wasn't enough, and um, because yeah. the the other gobshites let him down. But um, I would keep Ronaldo. Get rid of oh, that Cavani. Uh, don't get me fucking started on him. <laughs> get him the fuck out. Yeah. What, what about Pogba the other day? Is that, <laughs> that, that injury or did he wow. just... <laughs> oh. to, to, well, I, I, do you know, Schaefer, I was on to my brother just before I came in. Anytime I ring my brother, we'd probably have about a 25-minute chat about United. Um, we were just, we were saying, uh, this, this could be the best thing for the club. Pogba going. There's but, something now. Listen, it's it's there's still there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still a, a big journey ahead in United yeah. getting back to to where they are. I'm talking like I'm talking the guts of half a decade to even a decade. But yeah, yeah. Pogba leaving is a start. Uh huh. Well, and, y- y- there's 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 always a reason why Fergie didn't want him there years and years ago, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is a reason. Yeah, um, He's, and I don't know. I don't know if Pogba, if he didn't have Mino Raiola as his agent, maybe, I don't know, may, maybe he would have had a better reputation at the club because uh, Raiola was the issue from from the get-go. You know, Fer, yeah. Fer, Fergie said it in the press conference. Fergie, it always seems to be. Well, Fergie called him a shitbag. You know, and he said, <laughs> he, said the, he said the problem isn't really Paul Pogba. He said it's the agent that he... Um, He's. It's the agents that he's taken on the last few months. Uh, his agents a shitbag, and that's what made Pogba move on. And then he came back, and we thought, you know, it was kind of like the, you know, it was kind of a, the chosen one in a sense has come home, and that didn't work out. I, I, I just think he's the he's probably the kind of guy at half times watching TikToks on his phone. <laughs> yeah. In, in between a, a three 0 you know, going down three 0 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I is. don't know. Who knows what's going on there? But I just hope there's someone's got the balls to start. Just because um, look, I, I I I root for Man United. I do. But um, yeah, I, it, I, I know just, you do. It's yeah. just it's painful. 
like mm. watching him against Arsenal on, uh, on the weekend. Like, Langer's brilliant. He's great. Mm. But um, so I just can't really name any players there where I'm like... Well, Rashford, walk Rashford into the Newcastle? issue. <laughs> Could sad. any it's of them actually... walk into Eddie Howe's? Not the moment, no, moment, you wouldn't. No, which is actually not something I considered, really, to be honest. Oh, could nice anyone in? Maybe, maybe, maybe Fred and McTominay, I don't, you know? Yeah. Uh, Fred and yeah. McTominay with Gamaris in, in a midfield yeah. tree, you know? But um, he's, he's phenomenal there. Gamaris. We'll be, we'll be, vi- we'll, we'll definitely be, um, we'll be rivals in the next year or two or three. For eight, having nice for eight places, we're, we're, we're current, <laughs> currently you're our rivals, Schaefer. So, are you talking about Liverpool well, we City? Me, <laughs> won't be me telling you any tales of uh, <laughs> of the bottom end of the league. It'll be um, <laughs> at the top end. Speaking of which, so was it Jamie Carragher recently said um, about because I, I think it looks like Everton are going to get relegated, and uh, yeah. Jamie Carragher said. Thinks Everton's a bigger club than Newcastle, but what, what do you what do you do d- define and constitute a big club? I, th- I think I think his capacity. I think his history is there. History, as well. the eighties with yeah. with Everton. You like know, yeah, Everton are one of the and, and they're one of the founding members of the football league. Yeah, you know, they went hit for tat with yeah. Liverpool for the for the league yeah. every year in the eighties. Yeah. You know, never been relegated. Yeah, you know, I think. I think I think historically and and look, Jamie Carragher grew up an Everton fan. I think he's gonna mm. say something like that. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. So but I think that's kind of what he's getting at. Mm. I think in terms of the history and the I wouldn't even say I wouldn't say prestige, but I think that's what he's getting well, at. Well I remember the shock of Newcastle when they got relegated in two thousand and nine. That was a huge yeah. shock. I remember that. And I remember as well but I also I think I may have been you know, one one of the few that were shocked in 2016 when Villa got relegated, but people were like, oh, we expected it. They've uh, kind of, but like this is Aston Villa we're talking about. Yeah. They won the they won the European Cup in 1982. Yeah, you know, and f- as well, you forget about Nottingham Forest. Yeah, you know, Nottingham Forest. Yeah, yeah. Two two European Cups to their name. Never never won a top flight league though. No, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Is that, what, is that what it is? They've never won. Aston Villa have got some silverware as well. Oh, they do, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I'm One of the biggest stadiums in the country as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Schaefer, just want to ask you something. We were talking about kind of where you build and what you do from here. Uh, yeah. From a Newcastle point of view, look, that team is performing well for you now, but where do we ha- where do we start when this summer, when it comes to kind of building and improving, what's mm. the like? If you're if you're advising Eddie Howe, where are you asking him to? What position are you asking him to look at first? Well, I mean, I, it, it's got to be straight away with getting a new striker in. Um, mm. You know, when you look at Callum Wilson, obviously he's been injured most of the season. Had a great start to the season. Was all right last season as well. He has a big point to prove. Because uh, he still wants to get into the England team, but I don't. I for me, uh, I think he's just gonna he's he's gonna have to be that sort of super sub striker going forward because mm. there's a lot of injury with him, and we've we've not you know we don't use Dwight Gale. Um, Wood has been you know he's got two year contract with us. He's been all right. He's done his he's done a he's done okay. He hasn't scored many goals, but he holds up the ball and then plays the other players in. But 
We need a striker who's going to just an out-and-out out striker. I have a question. Can't play Joe Linton. I have played Joe Linton. Yeah. Like St. Maxi, I think, was played up front the other day. Like, he, he, he's a wide player. We've got to get depth with strikers. Midfield, I think we're totally stacked now. There's, there's too much in midfield. Um, I'd maybe, yeah, I'd maybe get, get a striker in. I have then, a question for you. Maybe Go on. Would you take Anthony Marshall? See, I was having this conversation the other day, but I don't, I don't like his attitude. I think he, he just seems, he seems lazy. And then, yeah. where would he play? Would he, would he, he go on the left yeah, instead I'd, of Maxi? No, I'd play him through the middle. He plays, he plays best through the middle. His heart, like, yeah, I, listen, I, 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 I think Martial again, your, your nail on the head. His attitude is, is shocking. Yeah, boss. But once, once you get him taken, yeah, and and I, he links everything up so brilliantly. And I think. Martial with a rocket under his arse to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that in the short term, anyway. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be signing him to a five-year deal, but no. I definitely think like a, a short term, you'll get a return off him. I think. But you know, what? given the money that they have Newcastle, they probably fork out about seventy million for Darwin Nunes. You That'd know, be a fantastic well, they, 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 signing. They, apparently, they had a conversation with him recently, and he just said he he wants he wants to be playing in Europe. So. Um, I doubt and he won't be going to Man United then. <laughs> he, won't, he, 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 won't, he, he won't come to Newcastle, but it's, a, it's still as well. Like, who wants to come to the northeast? Like, geographically, it's another thing as well. Is just because of the money, some players just not want to come up there. Like, yeah. I think Eddie Howe had a big thing with the transfer policies about relegation clauses. He was like, if you're going to come over in the winter, back in the winter come over to believe in the project. Don't come over just because, you know, don't come over with some hefty relegation clause. You say, I don't want you in the team otherwise. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, it seemed to work. Like, the, the, the fact we signed Bruno Gamaris, I was like, I, I'm, I'm just don't know how that really happened. But, well. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah. it did. Uh, but, <laughs> listen, yeah, but it did come out of nowhere. Like, it did come out yeah. of nowhere. Like, he, like, you had Barcelona, Real Madrid, Munich, Man City, yeah. Liverpool, they were all looking at Bruno Gamarish and Yeah. Uh, Schaefer, are you okay to do a bit of Steve Bruce for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I tell I tell you what, I went to a pub the other day yeah. and uh they had uh, a beer on tap called Steve Juice. And it was, uh, <laughs> I'll send I'll send you the photo afterwards. It, it's just Did you have it? It's like it's Steve, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't try it, but um, <laughs> it's like Steve Bruce's face, and it's like super round, and it's, it's, the art was fantastic for it. It's called Steve Juice. Steve Juice. Steve Juice. What do you think of that, Steve? Steve Bruce, your own, your own, your very own beer, craft beer. Well, you know, I've. I'm not much of a beer drinker myself. Um, you know, you're probably looking at me and thinking you're a liar, but that's that's not true. I, I like to pull my sleeves up and and you know have a have a few winos. Um, look, I'm I'm very impressed with uh, what they've done there with Steve Juice. Uh, hopefully, we can get Joel in his own draft beers. Wait, I manage West Brom now. Uh, we'll we'll get one of the players on draft there. But I'm looking forward to taking the boys down to, to the pub. <laughs> have a few Callum so Robinson. Have a few Callum Robinsons. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's, that's that's one of your most underrated. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a fun one to do. That is. Yeah, it is. It's um, a great one. He, he's got so many go-to lines. So, you know, we'll we'll dust ourselves off. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We'll dust ourselves off, and you know. 
people are saying negative things, calling me a tactically inept cabbage head. When he said that, I thought, oh, God. Oh. There was no need for that abuse, by the way. I do stand by that. There was no need for that abuse. But, but for the likes of yourself and Al, it's just, that's yeah. just material. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a love letter, really. It's an ode. Um, yeah. But no, I, um, yeah, he's, um, he's an interesting character, Steve Bruce. <laughs> he's doing bits at West Brom he's doing much. bits well look I don't, know, I don't know if they're quite good bits now <laughs> <laughs> no, never is never no, is, right. were, never is with Brucey but they I tell you they were they're down in like, we had uh, Tom Gowers on last week and I think they're like 11th yeah. now or something yeah Tom yeah that was a great that was a great rant <laughs> I think he's just he just fucking he just went right into yeah. them for five minutes and then he stopped. He's like, right, I've had enough now. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were on track for one of our short and clever episodes. <laughs> well, Schaefer, you've been an absolute legend. Um, you're uh, one of the best, one of the best at what you do. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on, pal. Absolute gems. Thank you, mate. No, Thanks um, for having me on. No, no, great. And listen, you know, it's an exciting time for you as a Newcastle fan. Things are going pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Well, well, we'll see what happens over the summer as well with uh, transfers. But as far as yeah. I'm concerned, we're yeah, we're absolutely safe now. So yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, it's not going to be that conversation anymore over the next year. Oh, you know, Newcastle probably going to get relegated. Newcastle's, uh, you know, target is just to stay up. Yeah, like that conversation. Least, I think is 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 going now. That's fading away. Nice just, even honestly, I'm, I'm I'm patient with it. I'd like to say that next season it's. You know, our target is just to just to be in the top half of the table. Mm. That's it. Play for top half. Could be that. Could could possibly be that and more if yeah. if they keep going the way they're going and brings they bring the new players in and the new players yeah. are in sync with buying into uh, Eddie Howe's style and philosophy. Yeah. You know, invest in these young players as well, like Wolves do. We invest in the academy and get everyone to yeah. Just get some homegrown players to come through. That's what Newcastle needs. I guess I think Sean Longstaff should stick around because uh, you know he's still a he's still a servant and it's, he, it's his boy at the club. Mm. And I'll just bang my head off the walls and yeah. just wonder what the conundrum is at Manchester United as usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Shaver, I appreciate you coming on. You're an absolute gent. No worries, man. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, boys. Legend. And on that note, that's all we have time for this week. This podcast was brought to you by Go Loud. Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh out loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. You'll find Go Mouth first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too. I'm Al Foran. We've had Paddy Murphy on earlier on from Liverpool. Andrew Louth has covered for Paddy kind of today, our producer. And we had the magnificent, the legendary, the multi-talented Schaefer Bates on this week. What an absolute legend. Take care, folks. Have a good week. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.